welcome to Life in Perspective. I am super excited. Okay, so last season was season three, and it was all of my friends, but uh, that didn't stop. This week, I have my sister, my homegirl, Stevie Carter. What up? What up? up? Stevie, I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here with you. First of all, I should call her... um, Prophetess, apostle, pastor. Please do not do any of that. She is uh, the pastor of the internet, all right? (laughs) Stevie be dropping whole sermons on her threads. I'll be like, first of all, I feel attacked. And then I'm like, let me go read my Bible. Like, (laughs) we just go pray, because clearly I need to be sitting with the Lord. No, I really, really love, like, I feel like, I feel like you've been walking with the Lord, but I don't know, there's like, just like a new grace for you to just like deliver truth in like this really authentic way that like hits the heart, but also challenges us to rethink our salvation. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, look who I'm talking to. You're the exact same way. But first, can I give you your flowers? Of yes. This what this is what my friends like to do. They like to take over the podcast. I do. Come. Like you don't have a choice. <laughs> so we were talking recently about how we met, mm-hmm. and I was saying how you arrested me at church. I did, and said that God had a word, <laughs> but. I was talking about this with my friend earlier. I'm like, I feel like when I first really met Brenda was when we went hiking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you that well. You were friend, you were friends of friends. Yeah, so I was like, let sure. me just sit back and see what she on, <laughs> what time she on. And then you were talking about the church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she sounds like me. <laughs> like, that's how I see the church. You know, I think that you had like such strong convictions and a heart for the church. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you your flowers because you've had some very challenging experiences with the church, Mm -hmm. yet and still, Mm -hmm. you have such a hope for God's redeeming power for the church, and you have such a heart for what the church could be, like Christ's bride could be, Mm -hmm. and it convicted me because I'm like, her faith in what the church can be is partnered with her actions to Mm -hmm. change the church, and it's really easy to be in a church and be like... They should change this and this <laughs> and sure. this and then go to brunch and then come back and do right. it again. And I was like, Brenda's really about it. Like, as much as she has um, strong convictions about the church, she's making sure she's the hands and feet of Jesus. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to give you a flower and say that inspires me. And it makes me look inwardly at myself to, to put action behind my convictions. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I thank you for that. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, that's kind of how... I envision being received yeah. in the sense of like, <clears throat> I've had some really trash experiences. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of things, but I feel like I've allowed those things to not make me give up on something that God says we need. Yes. But it's like, okay, how can I create something or serve somewhere Mm -hmm. so people don't have to experience what I've experienced. Yes, yes. Because everybody doesn't have the maturity to be like, we need this. Yes. Somebody's like, y'all should be better than this. I'm up out of here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it is my heart to see like people experience the true heart of God in spite of our humanity. Yes. Amen. For sure. No, I love that. Oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. I had to say it. It was like friends. I love my friends. (laughs) Y'all probably get tired of me saying that because I promise every day I'm going to post about how much I love my friends. But it's because if your friends was as good as mine, you do the same thing. I'm sorry (laughs) that the Lord hasn't sent you your friends yet. But I'm praying for you. I'm praying. I'm praying that they come. And I'm praying that they're, well, 
They can't be as good as mine. <laughs> but they'll be I even pray. better. They'll be even better. They will. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, so this season, we're, we've really been talking about faith mm-hmm. um, and what it looks like in our everyday life. Yeah. But then also, I feel like there's been this underlying thread of obedience and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I know that you've kind of like been on this journey to kind of dig deeper yeah. um, in the sense of like, Relationship with Jesus is beyond Sunday morning. Yes. It's beyond getting that word from that your favorite preacher or your favorite podcast. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, how do I know God for real, for real, yeah. apart from all of these things? What has that journey been like for you? Um, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been a marathon for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the different seasons in my life have called out different types of faith that I needed to have. But I would say honestly. It's been a few years now that I've started to feel this strong conviction mm. that I didn't know God as much as I said I knew God. Mm. And I wish I could say that it was like some type of huge, maybe it was the pandemic. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I'm like, I wish I could say there was some huge moment and it was like on December 15th. I, <laughs> I realized, I don't know. And no, it wasn't even heaven like that. Opened up. Yeah, like, it wasn't no. like that. It was kind of just like this growing um, conviction. And I think that it was, I feel like God placed it on my heart that internally I was like, my soul was disintegrated. Mm. Like, you know, what it means to be integral or to have integrity is to be whole. Yeah. And I felt something inside of me that was like, your spirit is disintegrated. You say that he's the Messiah. Mm. You say that he's the Lord and savior of your life. You say that he's the beginning, the end. He's wrote all things into existence. But your time, how you spend your time, doesn't, mm. that doesn't make any sense. And that's, that's how I talk to me anyway. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. and I like tough love. Like, I want you to give it to me straight, no chaser. So when I was getting those convictions, I'm like, that don't even make no sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of like the starting journey of like, if he is who I say he is, then I can't just rely on my feelings to determine my faith. Mm-hmm. I can't be tossed to and fro based off of feelings or seasons. It's like... I need to know that I know that I know. Mm-hmm. And um, as God would have it, I got introduced actually to a Bible tutor. Come on, Bible tutor. Bible tutor. That's my dog. Like, what? I wish I had a Bible oh. tutor and not seminary. <laughs> All right. Come on. We Bible semin- tutor don't got all the work. Come on. That's true. And she was free. Come I'm on. Gonna, I said, what excuse do Lord, I are have? are you calling me? What? No, he is not. He's calling you to that seminary class. <laughs> But she was, like, breaking it down for me, and she said something very profound. She said, um, a lot of people say that they have a relationship with God. But if the word is God, Mm. how many people do you hear that they have a relationship with the word? And I was like, I really don't hear that much. Not in my generation. Most people are like, oh, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. You know, (laughs) all the semantics. Yeah, yeah. Anything to wiggle out of the accountability of getting in the word. yep. And when she said that to me, I just felt another wash of conviction again. So I'm like, okay, it's time. Like, I'm about to really get in this thing. And then it's just been a wrecking ever since. For sure. I love that. But I also can see the fruit of it. 
Amen. Thank you. Like you, you can, you, I feel like the moment you start engaging with the word for real, for real life changes for you. Like the lens in which you view life isn't like, it just shifts yeah. because it's like, okay, this is real. Man. Like I've, I've had so many times where there's like a scripture I have memorized, mm -hmm. but the moment it becomes a real life, <laughs> you like, I never knew. That life could be like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? It's, it's. Yeah. I love that. I love what you said earlier, though. You said, if I, if God is God, mm. and I believe He's God, I feel like the other end of that is like, why doesn't my life reflect it? Why doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, either God is real or He ain't. Period. Either the word is true, or it's a lie. Period. And I think so often our lives reflect this middle ground that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So while we think that we are believers, our lives are contrary to our beliefs, yes. which really means we're unbelievers. Which really means we're, and that, that scripture that says, get away from me, I never knew you. When Jesus says, you, you prophesied in my name. You did all the things that people said qualified you as a believer. And I never knew you. Like when I say it, I I still get a lump in my throat. That's that. I promise you that I I probably said it ten thousand times on this podcast. That's that. That's like that. The fear of the Lord <laughs> is rooted in. I do not want to have done a lot of stuff. Yes, and get to heaven. He's like, I'm sorry. Who? Depart depart from me. Depart from me. I never knew you. And that's the thing too. I grew up in church. Yeah. Uh Right. I grew up in church. I grew up with my devotionals. And I think that my relationship with the word was very, um, I almost say like medicinal. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I have it out here. So let, let me, me find my let yep. me cherry pick my scripture. It's going to patch this yes. up and keep it moving. <clears throat> yes. As opposed to having a real concern with who God is, the character yes. of God. Right. And that was kind of a switch for me, too. Mm -hmm. So, no, it's true. We often um, open the Bible. And we want it to reflect us. For sure. So I'm looking for, where am I in this? Mm -hmm. Not where is God. Mm -hmm. Not where is truth. Not where is, especially we're not looking for conviction. Oh, we know. We we looking for a good old word. <laughs> <laughs> I was a shout out our good friend, Nina. I, you know, you know. That's my dog, but she be pulling, Nina, don't she? Nina is going to find every abundant life scripture she can find. <laughs> I love her for that. I promise I love Me her for too. that. And then I'm like, friend, go to the other one. <laughs> exactly. Go to the other one that says, after you have suffered a little while, which promises that there will be suffering. There will be suffering. And I think that's the thing, too, is that I didn't. I wanted to stop reading the Bible through a lens of my brokenness. Ooh. And I found so many different churches that chose a stance of one part of the Bible yeah, yeah. versus the other, right? So it's like, if you swing on the pendulum, you can get some churches or preachers who are like, we're called to suffer. And that's <laughs> yeah. all we'll ever do. And it's, it's like, like, no. Um, it's all we do is suffer and then we just die. Right. And then you get to the other pendulum and it's like, God has a promise for you. You're going to have riches and a new house and a husband. And yeah. then it's like, then those people fall away because they didn't anticipate what it means yeah. to suffer as a Christian. So I'm like, I want to be able to accept the totality of the word mm -hmm. that God does bless with riches. You see it in the Bible. Yep. Some people live out a, a well-pleasing life to God. And he's like, and God blessed him with cattle. And I'm like, amen. <laughs> For sure. And there yeah. are people who die in prison. How do I handle the tension 
between so having authority in the kingdom mm-hmm. and also understanding that this is a narrow road. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. No, I love that. I think <clears throat> what I always pull from with that is those good old three Hebrew boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I feel like their posture is so affirming For sure. to the fact that it could go one way or another. Yes. And they choose to stand in the truth of who their God is and then step into something that could kill them. Yeah. And says, even if he don't deliver us, he's still God. He's still God. And I think we have to get to the point in life that says, if I have to suffer, he's God. If I live an abundant life, he's still God. Mm-hmm. If this week I got it, this week I don't. God, who God is, is not predicated on what circumstances you have. And I also, like, because it's like, Culture does this thing where it's like, how if 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 God exists, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we ain't the good ones. He is. Come on. The second part of that is we live in a fallen world. If he stops killing, he also got to stop you from lying. Hello? Because that's also <laughs> contrary. Or gossiping. You know what I'm he saying? He's got to draw your little breath up. <laughs> exactly. Because he, he's sovereign. Yeah. He's in control of everything. Yeah. So because this is a fallen world, somebody else got authority down For here. Sure. That's why we are here. So we can bring heaven to earth. Yes. And so I think like that, this, this narrative that because things are not perfect, well, we don't live in a perfect world. It's no, fallen for sure. away from its perfection. <laughs> yes. And so it's like, we have to, and I think we we cannot bring unbelievers into a space that we're shaky on. Because, because one thing about somebody who don't believe, they got a lot of knowledge about what we say we believe. Hello. And if mine isn't rooted in truth and understanding that of who God is, yeah. I'm going to lose that conversation every time. And, and, and we rely so much on, and there's no shade in this, because I think that it does hold weight, but we rely so much on our personal encounter. Yep. You know, I was in my room, and then the heavens open, you know, rendered open, yeah. and I had an encounter with Jesus, and this person's looking at you, and they've never had that. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, okay. okay. All right. But we don't even know how to share the gospel. No, because we don't know it. And we don't know we it. Don't know the... So we're relying on that type of emotional faith response which is a real thing you know yeah. that that interaction and encounter with jesus and the holy spirit's a real thing but if you can't stand on the word it's like no what you're saying is so true <sighs> because it's actually the reason i chose to go to seminary mm. because i so much of my faith is my experience yeah, yeah, yeah. so much of my faith is rooted in how like the thread of god in my life yeah but how do I articulate my faith to someone who hasn't had my experience and may never, they may never will. So good. I need to be able to say, here is who Jesus is and serve it to them wherever they are. That's so that, good. That is one of the things that I love about reading, G, like about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus will give you a miracle. He can also give you a conversation. Mm-hmm. He's also going to give you a parable that <laughs> speaks their language. It's like, okay. And obvious, and I'm not negating that I can't do that with the Holy Spirit For because sure. absolutely I can. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, okay, God, I want to be as equipped for the person who has studied Buddhism mm-hmm. their entire life, and I can intellectually articulate 
how I've experienced you. Yes. And so I think that was like one of the things, like not for validation. I, I want to have all the tools in my toolbox because I want everybody to receive the gospel. Yes. And we always quote the, the scripture in Acts that says like, the power fell on them and they spoke in unknown tongues. Mm-hmm. Not the spiritual tongues we hear in church. Yes. They literally started speaking the language of the people that were around articulating the gospel yes. and they got saved. The yes. Holy Spirit does that. Yes. So also I'm going to go study so the Holy Spirit can pour out on what I've in, like instilled in myself and yes. be able to articulate the gospel. That's so good. And so I think like also it's not the norm for black people to be educated in the word. And I understand the apprehension. Yeah. Because I also don't want my faith to become strictly knowledge. Yes. But what I love about the school that I'm attending, shout out to Denver Seminary. Okay, Denver Seminary. Is that we we do this while we're learning, we're also spiritually forming, right? So how do I apply what I'm learning? And there's this there's this term like sacred versus secular. Okay. Where like doing life with God is both of them. They're not separate. And sometimes we can make the sacred things, these are the holy things. These are the things we apply the Holy Spirit to. But secular is like my physical sense, what I eat, what yes. I where I go. Like oh, no, no, no. Life with God is about sacred and secular coming together yes. and like being spiritually formed that way. And so I love that the encouragement is, yeah, you're, you're studying and there are going to be some things you don't agree with. For sure. There's going to be some theology that disrupts your, the foundation of your thing. But what does it look like to do this with God? Brenda, I'll throw this mic at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw this mic. That's so good. And that's how I felt. I felt like a piece of it is like, am I learning the word to have to feed some type of pride or arrogance in me mm. to say that I know the word, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To feel some type of superiority over somebody, yeah. or, you know, you have to check those notions too. And as much as I was trying to gather and understand more about the word so that I could be integrated, because I just yeah. felt, I, I think people just use the word hypocritical. You say that you know God or you say that you love the Lord, but you don't know him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think what started to really happen through my class or in my Bible tutoring was like, no, we're not just learning this so that you could know mm-hmm. cognitively. This is supposed to refine your soul. For sure. So if you're learning about Jesus talking to his disciples about their lack of faith, you are supposed to look internally as well into yourself yeah. and say, yo, where can I grow? Yes. You know, so I think it's just marrying the two. Yeah, for sure. It's like that is actually the definition of theology yeah. is what I say I believe mm-hmm. and how does it show up in my life? In my life. Yep. I love that. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Um. I don't know how we ended up talking about the word. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> it was not the plan of the conversation, but I definitely think it's needed. It's interesting because I'm coming across people who are hungry. Mm-hmm. Like they want to grow. They like, mm-hmm. I get DMS all the time. Like, okay, I gave my life to Jesus. I want to read my Bible. Where now do what? I start? Mm-hmm. Where do I go? What do I do? And I think that I was actually talking about this with a girl who's braiding my hair. She was like, there's a shift happening. Yes. She was like, people are coming back. She was like, literally like her dad has kind of like a smaller church. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm literally seeing people who haven't been to church since we grew up. Wow. And she's like, they're coming back. She said, cause people have tried the crystals. They've tried the tarot cards. They've tried spirituality. Astrology. They've tried fluidity and it didn't work. Ooh-wee. And so now 
as people who are in the body, yes, where are they coming back to? How do we equip them? Are we prepared? How are we prepared to handle the person that you talked about for six <laughs> months because they left the church right. for them to show up again and say, hey, I, I need I need something. That's so I need good. God. And so I think that we do. I think that those of us who have a solid um, relationship with the Holy Spirit and being led mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit, are we educated enough to equip people? Yes. Because that is what church is for. Yes. It is to equip the saints. That that's if you a pastor, a prophet, <laughs> a, a preacher, a teacher, an a- apostle, yeah. evangelist. If you fall into any of those categories, your job is to equip the saints. That's that's your job, not. Cause how how are we too good for the teachings that Jesus taught? How, like how? Yeah, and it's it's really time out for preaching on haters and <laughs> preaching on like that gets real, the biggest applause bro the haters is crazy to me because half the people they, you don't even have haters you don't have you any do haters. haters and as soon as the pastor be and like it's people, and it's time to cut people listen. out of your life people be like <sighs> yeah and then you lonely and then <laughs> then what it's like were you really supposed to cut them out or were you supposed to do life with them hello were you supposed to you know yeah you know struggle a little bit and it, it's like it's like guys come on we gotta grow up <laughs> it's like it's like you know because you get milk it's true but some yes. of y'all need meat some of y'all, some need to of y'all chew are on still solid. being breastfed, and you are six years old. Come on, that's crazy. <laughs> exactly, it's, that is crazy. Uh, it's it's so funny though because I find myself like I feel like I whenever I think that I'm also challenged in like what I choose to to speak on. Uh huh. It's like I'm like sometimes I want to I want to do the messages and be like God's about to turn it around, <laughs> you know? He about to come through. I really be in my prayer time like God I can't. I just want to say it one time. <laughs> I want to say, turn around, slap your neighbor, say he's about to do it. Oh I my never goodness. get. The Lord never lets me preach those messages. <laughs> I really be sad. You but know, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite preachers is Philip Mitchell. I feel like he just be you put yelling, me on. Yo. He be yelling at the people, but he be like, he's from New York. He be so like, I always feel affirmed in who God called me to be because I'm like, this other people out there <laughs> is talking crazy, way more crazier than me. All right. Yo. But he said something in a video I shared recently. Um, they are like studying Matthew, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, he mentioned how um, basically people who cannot handle who God is, like they're literally blinded to the truth of yes. who God is. But the fact that God would like unveil himself to me yes. and I receive salvation is gift enough. That... <sighs> Is crazy. Like, <laughs> all to say murdered me. <laughs> did, did kill my flesh. Yeah. Because I think as believers, we've been so conditioned to think that, okay, life with Jesus means, all right, what I'm finna get out of this. Yes. It's like the moment you come into the knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is, that is your gift. That's the gift. Salvation is your gift. And then you get to go on this journey of, sanctification to become more like the gift you just came became aware of that's so good and it that i mean every clip wrecks me so much so that i'm like i don't think i can handle the full message <laughs> but i I love that there's I, I i just like i like truth i like to eat on a different level for sure you know what i'm saying like and you can see like it that solid food is it's hard to chew on for sure and, you know, even just having a little human being of my own, Aww. I've seen how if she's not ready for that solid, it's going to come back up. Mm. She's going to get sick. 
she's going to get angry. So you mm-hmm. see a lot of times offense. I was, and it's crazy that you mentioned that sermon because it took me over to, to John 6 when Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's like, God has allowed me to reveal this yes. to you. Like yes. my father has given me permission to reveal this to you. It's a gift. It's a gift. And we really do feel like we just stumbled into a praying mm-hmm. family or we just stumbled into a church or we just stumbled into revelation. No. And it's like, God is so intentional about you getting that thing and what you're going to do with it. No. Because if you can't chew on the solid, that's how offense comes up. For sure. For sure. hundred percent. And the crazy thing is it is true. Like if you're not ready for the solid, um, which Mm-mm. I had this like little thing while I was driving. I was like, I'm grateful for all of the diverse gifts that exist in the body. Wow. Because everybody can't eat on the same level I'm eating on. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs milk. Yeah. Somebody needs the baby food. Yeah. And then somebody needs a solid food. And I'm grateful that God's placed us in the body where it's like, okay, I know I could go here for the milk. I know I could go mm-hmm. here for the solid. I know I could go here for the, you know, the, the almost to the real food. I mm-hmm. had this moment because sometimes we could get like, oh, we need this, we need this. Everybody, if, if I went to a church and they were only preaching on the level in which I ate on, a new believer is going to be like, what you said about third heavens and girl brain would explode. Yeah. I understand. And so it's like, no, I God is there's a scripture that says he's placed each of us in the body as he sees fit. Yeah. And that is like one doesn't work without the other. Cause yeah. once I graduate from the milk, I need to go somewhere else. And I think like the more we recognize that there's a space for all the things mm-hmm. that are aligned with truth, <laughs> with truth, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Okay. I'm not taking you down a little road, girl, no, but that was good to no, me. No, it was me. good. It was, I, and I also love this, that like we used to see Stevie, the mom. Or oh, Stevie yeah. The, it's like, no, Stevie is Pastor Stevie. Yeah. She got the word on the inside of her. I'm all not right, a pastor, okay? I repeat. All right. I'm not a pastor. All right. <laughs> no, Anywho. I love that. Um, Before you pray, mm-hmm. um, what is some advice that you could give to someone who's like, man, I'm trying to grow in my relationship as it relates to even reading the word. Like, where do I start? Where do I begin? How do you help a person with that? I think that the first thing to do before you even crack it open is just to be um, humble. Mm. Is to humble yourself. For sure. Because... I think that when I started to kind of dive into the word on my own, I could find myself getting frustrated mm-hmm. or a little even annoyed that maybe I wasn't getting revelation every yeah. single time like I like I wanted to. But it's a sword. Mm-hmm. It's a sword. And you have to get it's almost like a Mr. Miyagi wax on wax off type thing. It's like you might read a scripture that has nothing to do with you or you might feel like what a waste of my 5 a.m. Yeah. But you'd be surprised that when the enemy brings something to you, it's gonna come up. You bring that sword out, and you're like, I didn't even know I could. I didn't know I could hit you with the. So no, you have sure. to approach it with humility that God mm-hmm. knows best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say to find community. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that like word of mouth is a really good way yeah. to tap into truth. Because like For you sure. said too, truth is really key because mm-hmm. you can get mixed teachings anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But to really get word of mouth, if you find that somebody is speaking and it is convicting you, mm-hmm. you might want to look in a little bit further to what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because things that are just going to scratch your itching ears, chances are there's something missing. Yeah. Um, but for me, I feel like in Matthew, 
If yeah. I had to start, I probably would start in Matthew. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a beautiful depiction of who Jesus is and his character. And we've been fed so many different ideas of who yeah. Jesus is. And you can read and you're like, I did not know that yeah. Jesus was, this is a shallow one, but <laughs> Jesus was a very average looking man. <laughs> There's a scripture in Isaiah that says he was just an average looking he man. Was he average. was not handsome. <laughs> and we'd be like, where my Boaz? Where my handsome? I'm like, Jesus wasn't even handsome. Y'all better even. not come for me, but it's in the word, okay? So I'm like, if Jesus wasn't handsome and he's your Messiah, then you need to message that man back. We can get into that later. But yeah, starting Brian, Matthew. Y'all know Brian's in the room like, yes, Stevie. Yes, Stevie. That's, that's crazy. My husband is not, fine, not, so that's but, not really but, my ministry. The word says that you would do even greater. <laughs> huh? Then the Messiah. The, the, the word says you would do even greater works. So you, you, he could be fine, ladies. Starting, starting Matthew. No, that's so funny. I love that. I'm going to have you pray, but. Okay. He said something about humility, yeah. um, and that is so true. Something we um, say in seminary is, the more I know, <laughs> the more I don't know. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, the more I grow in knowledge, the more I recognize I still don't know. And yeah. so I think I definitely know, like, being, like, don't ever think, you'll never be a scholar at the word. It's alive. And it's you, every time you open it, you can read the same scripture for seven days and get fresh revelation each day because it's alive and it's going to hit you in different ways. So you, I know we be like, the word is so boring. It's not. Before you read it, open and pray. pray. God, show me you in the mm. scripture. Show me you in what I read today. So, so I'm going to ask you to pray. Okay. I hope you feel led, woman of God. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity mm. to really just grow in understanding who you are, Lord. I thank you for Brenda and everybody that is associated with this podcast and her ministry, Lord. God, I just ask that you would continue to protect them, Father God, protect their hearts, Lord. Keep it pure, Father God, and just surrender to you, seeking your mm -hmm. face, Father God. I thank you for every single person that is attached to this ministry, Father. Everybody that's listening right now, God, I just pray that there would be a fresh um, revelation about who you are and your love for them, Father God, and how you are chasing after them constantly, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you would give us a mighty conviction, mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, to get to know who you say you are in the word, Lord God. God, I just pray that moving forward, God, everybody that is attached to this ministry, Father, would just be blessed in ways that only you see fit, Father God. And I just pray that as we move forward, that um, your hand would be on us in a particular fresh way. Um, we give you all the praise and the glory in your son's Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Man, hey, that? your son Jesus is mighty precious. <laughs> your, your son Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Thanks for having me, B. Thank you for being here. Dropping gems. Come on, you better be full, full of amen. the word. That's what happens when you start reading the word, it just fill out and all your conversations. Somebody be like, Hey, did you watch? Uh uh, because let just, me tell it you, it starts filling out. It just starts <laughs> filling out. Guys, do me a favor, go tap in with Stevie right now. Stevie, mm. where can they find you? I just be on the Instagram, Stevie.Renee. You know, same thing with my threads. Nah, I just be on Instagram. <laughs> Y'all, go follow her right now. You already know. Subscribe to this channel. Share this everywhere. Download it on all audio platforms. And be back with us next week right here at Life in Perspective. We out.